Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the Big Bets on Campus podcast, the new BCS. Brett, Colin, Stucky, and Tim is joining us again for a second week. We might have to come up with a new acronym. Uh, let's go around the horn here. Tim, how you doing after last week's red bandana game with Florida State and Boston College? I don't want to talk about it, Colin. It was a very entertaining game. At least we got that part of it. But yikes. I mean, it was uh, at least it was entertaining. At least it was entertaining. Hey, I'm there with you. All the red lights are on behind me in my room because uh, it didn't go so well by taking uh, Big Ten double-digit underdogs this past week, and they all got blown out. Stuck, how do you feel? Finally, after a month of play, you finally got your first real bad beat with that Ole Miss-Georgia Tech game. I also had Texas-Tech-Oregon, so come on. (laughs) That's right. right. Uh, (laughs) uh, No, yeah, I've had one Saturday night around 9.40 each of the past – I mean, I think like maybe around ten twenty of each of the past two Saturday nights, I just get punched in the stomach. So uh, at least I'm ready for it, and I can brace, and I'm used to it. So we'll uh, I'll have to look at the schedule to see what I end up having this Saturday night, and uh, I will bring a shield. You know what I love about our Saturday show is we have brought the worst beats in college football to that show on Saturday so far, Brett. No hesitation in Colorado State. You you fired on it in Vegas, plus 10. Congrats. <laughs> we took number. a lot of shit for the CLV on that. Yeah. And no problems firing on 23 and a half, 24. So how do you feel? They should have won the game. I mean, I think everybody yeah. realizes that. You know, if I could give uh, Jay Norvell truth serum, he'd, he'd probably admit he should have went for that fourth down. Coward. Even Even without doing that, he should have went for the two-point conversion. The first, after the first touchdown. I'm moving on to our first segment. Gambling Heisman in the in the in terms of players, teams, and coaches, 
And I know that we do this at the end of the year, but I thought we'd take a temperature check after almost one month of play. Who do we want to crown the gambling Heisman from a player, coach, and team situation? Uh, Stucky, I'm going to throw it to you first because obviously we got to talk about Lane Kiffin, right? Yeah. By the way, if you are listening, watching on YouTube, hit subscribe, like, they really help us. If you want to mention who you think should be in the running for Gambling Highs, let us know. Also, if you have a, a game or two that you want us to have questions about and you want us to cover, let us know, as always. And I'll take that into consideration for the podcast later in the week. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go unprecedented here. Can you imagine at the Heisman ceremony at the end of the year, they invite like three quarterbacks and a coach? Um, but I'm going to say this is the Gambling Heisman. We make up our own rules. I'm going to say, as of right now, the leader in the clubhouse – and I still very, very long odds to win it at the end of the year, is Lane Kiffin. This man is out here doing everything in his power to cover games late instead of taking these, getting ready for the SEC play, throwing bombs after bomb. Georgia Tech keeps coming in the window, and then they run it at the end instead of taking more knees. I I, I think there was a handshake agreement. Um, I don't know what was going on at the end. Was that, was that, was that, is he, like, related to, to – I had no idea, um, but Lane Kiffin, the last two covers as favorites, I was on the the short end of the stick last week. Colin, you you were on the short end of the stick the week before, so Lane has owned us. So I'm going to go unprecedented here and say a coach, Lane Kiffin, is right now the leader in the clubhouse for the Gambling Heisman Award. Ole Miss, 3-0 against the spread. Tim, do you have a player, a team, or a coach that has made you money you want to call out for Gambling Heisman? Yeah, this is Castellanos. (laughs) No, no, this is this is way off the board. Calabrese and I and our little player prop show, we are 11 and three on the season and we went four and one last week. And part of that reason is because of Vanderbilt wide receiver Jaden McGowan. This guy has gone over his receiving total every single week. It's like you just set your clock to it. It's five or six receptions, 70 plus yards. His number has been in the 50s. Every single week, he's been my pick the last two weeks. I've bet him uh, the third week as well. So, I mean, I- I'm sorry, guys. I know it's way off the board, but we make up our own rules here. Jaden McGowan, I might have to get a Jaden McGowan jersey. By the way, speaking of bets, I just cashed this bet. Uh, and it, if you can't read it, it says Tim brings up his prop record minus 600. <laughs> I laid it. It was easy money. Well, let's pivot over. So, Brett, we're gonna we're gonna move over to you. I, I don't think you hit any player props this weekend, but uh, no. do you have a uh, you have a coach or a player or a team that would serve as a gambling Heisman moment so far? It's funny that Tim went with the Vanderbilt when they're they're zero and four ATS this year, but yep. whatever. Um, I'm going with Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel. Uh, the Sooners are covering their first three games by an average of 19 points a game. That's second only to Texas State. Um, so I think r- right now, early on, I'll go as an Oklahoma State guy as much as it pains me. Got to go with Dylan Gabriel and the Sooners. He got he got me against SMU by the hook on a late bomb. Uh, got me by the hook, and yeah, I can certainly tell you it's not uh, any of the five or six Oklahoma State quarterbacks that they've been using. <laughs> I don't I have no clue how many quarterbacks are going to play in that game this weekend. I'm going to round us out on the gambling Heisman, and I'm just going to say I would Slovis? put one in there. You want to go Slovis? I should go Slovis after coming down and dominating in the South. Uh, No, I'm going to go with Texas State. Texas State's undefeated against the spread. No one has a better covering margin against the spread than G.J. Kitty and Texas State. They are 23.3 points above their three covers where the line closed. Uh, That is pretty impressive. And I finally, 
found my Bobcats 80 to one ticket that I bought in Vegas. So uh, I'm glad that I finally found that Sunbelt Futures. I can uh, quietly tuck that away because it won't cash. Well, you can't give it. So you're going to give it the, you're going to say the, the front runner is Finley, TJ Finley, who has six touchdowns, no interceptions, 3 0 against I'm the I'm going with team. I mean, we're talking about gambling Heisman team, teams that you can bet on too, not just players, coaches, but teams. Yeah, but a player is going to win it at the end of the year. If the season ended today, you would give it to Finley. With, covering by 23.3 points over the Spurs. Yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I'm just saying that's okay. Yeah, we, let's shout out TJ Finley for his play so far. Some good names thrown out there. And we had uh, a number of guys who have covered and then. Tim bringing up a guy from a team who hasn't covered yet this year, but that's okay. <laughs> we make the rules. We make the rules, and we make it up as we go. You guys just said it. Gotta love Tim throwing some prop action in on us. Uh, before props were existing, when we, all three of us started betting way before props were even a thing, I might have to sub out uh, the overdog selection after that Alabama pick last week, and maybe we do prop on Thursdays instead, so we'll see. <laughs> All right, before we move on here, as a reminder, the BBOC podcast is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Let's float right into injuries. We got a whole bunch of updates that came through today. Stuck, you want to kick us off? Yeah, the one of the biggest, well, from a news perspective, before we get to injuries, Milrow, Jaden Milrow will be back as, back as the starting quarterback uh, for Alabama this week against Ole Miss. And I imagine going forward, there might be some Alabama fans that have some countdowns out there for their five-star freshman from the Carlsbad, California, who's coming in next year. I, I'll be curious to see, does, well, I guess a lot will depend on how Miller looks the rest of the year, but does Sa- Salen, I think his name is, I forget his name, Josiah Salen, he looks great. I think he's the number one or number two quarterback in the country. Does he start as a true freshman? Does Alabama go to the portal, get someone experienced? I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch in the offseason because obviously there's, there, sh- there shouldn't be any ties in football. This isn't soccer and both ties weren't the answer. So you got to go with Milrow. You got to hope when you're stepping up in class that he can, you know, make better reads than he did against Texas. But he gives you the best shot and he gives you the highest ceiling. You got to lean on his legs. You got to lean on your run game. And you got to hope also your offensive line is better. So Saban going with Milrow 
after last week's disastrous quarterback performance against USF, a team that gave up a billion yards to Florida A&M. Shout out to the Rattlers the week before. Casey Thompson, FAU. I saw Brett report this earlier today. He's out for the year, uh, the quarterback for Florida Atlantic. But, you know, I, I saw Calabrese tweet like RIP, uh, our, or it might have been INL, RIP, our FAU futures. I don't and feel that. Do you? I, it might not be. Daniel Richardson yeah. has a ton of experience. It was like a, a battle in camp. And, um, you know, it's not like Casey Thompson has been, was lighting the, uh, offense, he wasn't lighting up the scoreboard so far this season. So, yeah, but if Richardson goes down now, then it's over. Yeah. But Richardson has a ton of experience, and he had a, some really good years before last year when they just didn't have an offensive line. That's 43 to 13, the TD to INT ratio for Daniel Richardson. I think Florida Atlantic's fine. Yeah, same. Uh, North Texas, for what it's worth, they finally put up a lot of points. Their defense is historically bad, but they went with Chandler Rogers over Stone Earl, which everyone thought they were going to do originally. It's mm-hmm. probably the, who it's going to be moving forward. UNLV, Brumfeld should be good to go going forward, but Maiva played pretty well. Brumfeld got hurt in the first quarter um, against Vanderbilt, Tim's team. Uh, West Virginia, uh, Garrett Green, he's – do you have any update there? I know that those are your boys. Well, I, just, I read day-to-day. I thought he was going to be out for a while. To now I just read day-to-day a couple hours ago. So, Yep. There's a bunch of teams that I have no idea what's going. We'll talk more about it later in the week. I have no idea what's going on at quarterback. Arizona State could be down <laughs> to their four string. Yeah. Jacob Conover. I might take them this weekend. I don't know. Plus thirty four. Like, does it matter who the quarterback is? They haven't gotten any quarterback. That's not done steaming. You know, that's not um, done steaming. Yeah, uh, I don't know if. I, yeah, we'll talk about buying low. Um, ULM, no, no idea. They're down maybe to their third string. ULL down to their third string, potentially, and Zeon Chris. Utah State, we'll see. They have a bunch of injuries. Bowling Green, um, they came out today, and they have their MAC opener this week. And Loeffler, their head coach, said, I have no idea who's going to play quarterback this weekend. Um, they were down to their third string, and they had a bunch of injuries. He, he just came out and said, I have no idea who's going to play quarterback. Um Missouri like, Cook got banged up a little bit, he, and he likes to run around, but he couldn't really run around much, uh, which kind of forced him to throw, and it actually worked out, but he definitely was hobbled. Penn State, Drew Aller kind of banged up his arm a little bit um, at the end of that game, so we'll see yep. if he's limited from a throwing perspective. I can tell you that Iowa, we talked about this on the recap pod, but K. McNamara is not right. Like, he's, he's he doesn't look fully healthy. You can see him grimacing. He, like, did a, a long scramble that he was grimacing. And then when he's throwing, he just has like a mental block right now. He's, he keeps double pumping, and he's just not uh, anticipating receivers, and he's second-guessing himself. He's got the Chuck, for the Chuck Knobloch uh, yips or something because he can't even hit six yards in front of him. Yeah, and that Penn State D is nasty. Uh, there is no one happier than uh, Luke Altmaier that that game ended. Uh, he was getting hit and throwing picks and looked like a deer in the headlights out there. Uh, Arkansas State. They have no idea their quarterback's going to be going forward. Akron back to Irons. Stanford, keep an eye there. East Carolina, they're going back and forth. Central Michigan, Bert Emanuel was out last week um, with a, with an illness, so keep an eye out there. And then it looks like Jeff Trailer, who said he was like, he wants to quit football after losing to Army. <laughs> um, <laughs> he said, you're damn right, Frank Harris will be back. So expect uh, Frank Harris back under center. Those are just some of the But is he going to be mobile? Uh, 
Is he going to be yeah. mobile against a pissed off Tennessee? That I mean, UTSA's defense is so bad. Uh, yeah, that's that's the big question because so much of what Harris does, and they have other injuries. They have injuries on the offensive line. Corian Clark's been banged up, and so we'll see what uh, happens there, and we'll see if uh, Trailer doesn't quit football. But yeah, we'll yeah. get some more updates later in the week. But those are some of the ones that I wanted to mention. Anything you wanted to add? Yeah, well, a couple others. Like I know I saw the Frank Harris day today, um, and you mentioned ULL down to their third string. Ben Woolridge is out for the entire season, so he won't be coming back. Uh, Blake Shapin at Baylor is going to remain out this week. Um, and Jeff Sims, our beloved Nebraska quarterback, is practiced today. Practiced healthy is what the what the report said. So I guess we assume that he is going to be back uh, going at it. By the way, I guess one thing that we should also mention, probably one of the biggest ones, um, well, if you go to the Pac-12, UCLA, uh, Chip Kelly said nothing is safe to say after being asked if Dante Moore is the starter at Utah. And then, so you have, okay, is it going to be more the whole time? More started. Schley is the next man up as of right now. They use, a, it was a block and they used a bunch of quarterbacks. I think they used five. <laughs> but then they're playing Utah this weekend. And the question there is Cam Rising, is he ready? Whittingham didn't get asked. Um, Nate Johnson played every snap in week three after Bryson Barnes started the first two games. And Barnes looked horrendous. Uh, Brandon Rose is also out. So quarterback. We'll talk about that game later in the week, but uh, Utah-UCLA is definitely um, worth watching. And I think one other one is I should mention is Bachmeyer for, for La Tech got knocked out of the game, and he is questionable uh, moving forward. So we'll, we'll have some of those updates. Western Michigan Ball State, too, later in the week, and Grant Wells questionable for La Tech. So there's couple more, uh, Bandy, that we'll talk about later in the week. But, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of moving parts with the quarterbacks across the board. All right, I think it's what's, what's it, time for Tim's whims. It is. It's time for Tim's whims. Uh, Tim, I think we need a pick from you. It's time. Let's get the segment going. Please indulge your every whim. Uh, let's do it. Stucky, real quick, though, uh, keep an eye on Jordan Travis. Obviously, he looked a little banged up there on that left side. Is, is he going to be full go? Any issues, practice? What do we think? Anyone have their finger on that? Is that your excuse for your pick? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so Travis, mean. I think Jordan Travis would have to be missing all four limbs and not play against Clemson. So <laughs> I believe, by the way, uh, no, I, th- I think that he's fine. Um, at, at first, it looked kind of bad, but I, I think he's okay. But it, it will be something that I'll, I'll look into and we'll talk about when we break that game down later in the week. But it, it's definitely worth bringing up. I, d- I believe you, you lost your pick at the end, which we all, when we all give a look at pick, but I believe Tim's whims went 2 0. So Tim's whims are off to a. Hot start. So let's see if you can keep it going. I give a couple, one. What do you got for today? I will give two right here. The first one, Stucky, I expect this to come up in your uh, situational spots, but let's look at Charlotte. You better say Sam Houston. Uh, (laughs) No, let's go Charlotte. Yeah, your second, your your other baby. Let's go Charlotte at Florida. They're catching 28 on BetMGM. Florida. Oh my God, they did it. Napier. Wow, finally. Big win in the swamp Saturday night in front of everybody. Well, now you got Charlotte coming in, and Florida goes to Kentucky next week. I think it's a little bit of a sleepy spot here for Florida. Stucky, you can maybe fill in the uh, the blanks on Charlotte, but when I see 28 and a team in a nice little sandwich spot, play the thing. Sandwiches. Charlotte plus 28. Yeah, I have this one circled there. We'll see. I, I got to figure out what, sh- what 
Biff is actually doing a quarterback. You know, before the year, he said we could use four or five quarterbacks. Like Jalen Jones, he's more of the runner. I think he transferred from Bethune-Cookman. But then he got pulled, and they went with more of the passer last week. So uh, I'm watching the quarterback situation there. I want to dig into, you know, what worries me a bit is just if Florida comes in very vanilla here, as you would expect, they might be a little, you know, flat. They might not want to show much. They might take their foot off the gas. But what what does that mean? Like, they're just going to hand it off to their good backs? And, uh, I mean, can Charlotte stop them, even if they're just out there sleepy? And uh, So I'll have to dig into the, some of the uh, – trenches in the matchup there but it's definitely a great spot so uh don't mind it yeah i don't see it stopping the steam either so i'll probably wait till later in the week to lock it up i'm sure 28 and a half will be there by the time we get to the end of the week oh, tim what, what else, else you got? got yeah good thing i already grabbed it guys if it continues to steam but <laughs> is what it is <laughs> uh i look well, worse uh, than last last week you, you grabbed the florida state at minus 28 and then you could have gotten like 24 so and, Stucky, the hurricane didn't happen. It was, you know, a whole, whole bunch of zero. My family went to the game. They were tailgating. So ain't much of a hurricane. But yeah, let's move people on. People who bet those unders oh. um, up <laughs> yeah, in the Northeast right? and then had a watch, they're like, wait, these games look completely fine. Uh, the FIU quarterback is throwing for up and down the field in a game that or the total what came down like 10 points. So, yeah, that's the risk. A lot of times these totals are all going to crash when there's weather you know, people, the market really gets out in front of them, but it's still mother nature. It's hard to project. Like so, sometimes the, the storm doesn't actually make landfall and then <laughs> you're stuck with a bad ticket. Yep. Speaking of totals, let's do it real quick. South Carolina and Mississippi state. I have over 50 and a half here. That's South Carolina defense at the second half of that Georgia game. I felt like they were, that defense was on the field for four and a half hours. I mean, even I was out of breath watching them and you say, Hey, you got, you know, a week to recover a week to get back, replenish, but South Carolina hasn't really stopped anyone all year. We obviously saw that North Carolina game in week one, and then Mississippi State, they don't really stop anyone either. We saw what LSU did to them, 41 points. We saw what Arizona did to them, 31 points. 50 and a half just looked a little too low to me, so I played the over. I disagree here, although actually I got to look into this tonight. It's on my to-do list. Is it Juice Wells? I assume he's out. Colin, do you know? I don't know. I assume he's out. He's amazing, and we just saw what one of the other better receivers in the country did to Mississippi State, and they've had, let's see, I think it's week to week. He's seen a specialist this week with Lowe and Lottmore. He doesn't think it's going to be season-ending, but I doubt he plays this week. So he would have been huge. Obviously, he's, he's, he's a great receiver, but we saw what Neighbors did. I mean, Neighbors in the first quarter had like 120 yards against Mississippi State, who's lost two corners in the first round of the NFL draft in each of the past two years. And I think that's caught up to them. Um, so if Wells was out there, he's their best offensive weapon. He could have had a big game. So without him, um, I do worry if South Carolina could just carve up Mississippi State. I do think that their defense is in for maybe a rough year, but their offense is what really scares me. Mississippi State's offense has been horrible. Um, if you look at like the success rate, efficiency metrics, obviously, you know, you, including last week, it gets really lopsided. But it's a big transition there. They're they're going from the air raid where Rogers was super comfortable to a more balanced attack, and I think there's going to be a lot of struggles there throughout the season. So 
Yeah, I mean, if you look, Mississippi State beat Arizona. They should have lost that game. They got like four or five turnovers, and they won in overtime. Arizona was short on a fourth down by a yard. So I don't mind the Charlotte one. I disagree here. With the Wells injury, the Mississippi State offensive struggles, maybe South Carolina comes out a little flat after that, like, max effort, and then their offense is just off early. So I disagree here. Con, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I make it 49.8, so I don't have anything numerically on this that would say, yes, we should do this. But I do have a trio of stats that say Tim is going to cash this. The first one is I cannot get over the fact that South Carolina's defense is dead last, 133rd in defensive havoc. They're not taking the ball from anyone, and they're not getting behind the line of scrimmage. Once you get past that, Mississippi State, 131st in defensive finishing drives. That means anytime South Carolina gets past the 40, they're probably going to get a touchdown. Mississippi State's also 131st in pass rush, which is really kind of you know how their defense, defense works, what Zach Arnett wants. Uh, and... <laughs> You know, I mean, there are some extremely bad numbers here. South Carolina, 127th in Havoc allowed. That can easily – this is the worst Havoc team in the nation with South Carolina. They are terrible on offense, and they don't do anything on defense. That can lead to easy scores for Mississippi State. So uh, I think the last thing is, is South Carolina is so – they're terrible at success rate, but they are so good at explosive passes. Mississippi State's defense is 126 and defending the explosive pass. So I think there's an avenue here. Even with Wells being out, I still think there's an avenue for quick, cheap scores in this game. Right. Not so a lot of moving yeah. the chains. <laughs> Semi-endorsement semi for, for Tim's whims, uh, the second one. Um, all right, good, good stuff there, Tim. We will see if you have another one later in the show when we give our, our look-ahead bets. Where are we going next, Colin? We're going to do Sources Stumper, and then we'll do Thursday Night Football. So, Brett, the floor is yours for this week's Sources Stumper. It may sound easy, but it will test your head and your mind and your brain, too. There go. I don't claim to be no 36 ACT now. All right, guys, here we go. Sources Stumper, America's favorite game show. This week's question, only four players have won the Heisman Trophy, a college football national championship, and a Super Bowl. My buddy Todd Wright gave me this question. So can you name the players? Uh, Stucky, you're up first. Uh, just guess one at a time. I think one of them was on I think we could add a super. I think we could add a Super Bowl uh, MVP to one of them. I don't know. Charles Woodson, I think, is one. You are correct. That is one of them. Charles Woodson at Michigan, 97 national champ, and won the Super Bowl after the 2010 season with the Packers. Colin, you're up. Well, he was all over TV in week two, so I'm going to roll with Joe Namath. That is not correct. Oh, Joe didn't win the Heisman. Does Charles Woodson, uh, did he win a Super Bowl MVP too? I think this guy also won a Super Bowl MVP. I'm going to say Marcus Allen. Wow, two for two. Raiders and USC. Raiders and USC. He was a backup um, on the 78 National Championship team with USC. Uh, and then won the Heisman in 81, and then won a national title, or excuse me, then won the Super Bowl with the Raiders. I think Colin? he has the longest, tu- does he have the longest touchdown in Super Bowl history, maybe? Uh, that screenplay, that was in Tampa, yeah. actually. The uh, big sombrero. Colin? Oh, I'm drawing blanks here, so I'll go uh, <laughs> I'll go Joe Montana. I don't know why I'm going back so far. Namath and Montana, no, and I get another Good guess, but no, not, not Joe Montana. Stuck, you going to sweep the board? I don't, those are the two that, um, like Cam Newton lost. Um, <laughs> I might know maybe. it. You, uh, Desmond Howard? No. Tim, I'm you want to take a guess? 
And then I'll get it. Uh, I was going to go Herschel Walker. No. 1980. Never won a a Super Bowl, I don't believe. Okay, there's two guys left. None of them are quarterbacks. I'll even help you out more. Both of them are running backs. Rocket Ismail. Hmm? Both of them are running backs. Both of them are running backs. Uh, He did everything. (laughs) He wasn't a running back. (laughs) This was before my time, but then... uh, Everything's before your time, Stuck. I just I forget what, where he played in in uh, I forget where he played in, in the NFL, but I'll, I'll say Archie Griffin. Uh, good guess, but that's not correct. You you know where the, this guy played in the NFL? Colin, it's a running back. You got two left. Oh boy, I don't know. I think we said Marcus Allen, didn't we? So I can't go Marcus yeah. Allen. So it's three. Correct. There's three. Three of the answers are running back. No, it's no quarterbacks. Correct. I mean, we haven't had a running back win the Heisman in so long. This is tough. Uh, now I'm going back to Super Super Tech Mobile running backs. I almost went Mark Ingram. It's not Mark Ingram. Tony Dorsett. Stuck. That's a good one. You got that's three of them. Pitt, he's the only person that's won a national championship and the Heisman and then won a Super Bowl in his rookie season with America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. One one to go. This, of the of the three answers we have so far, Tony Dorsett, Marcus Allen, and Charles Woodson, this guy played after all of those guys. So he is more recent. What? Colin, you're up. Well, I know it's not Darren McFadden. Uh, let's go with, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a running back that won the Heisman. And we said Ingram. And Reggie Bush, didn't win, Reggie Bush didn't win the Super Bowl. And Henry hasn't won the Super Bowl. And I believe those were the two most recent. So we, it's got to be early 2000s or 90s, I think. I don't want to throw, throw you off. Like, Colin, yeah, Bush, Bush would have been... It's not Mike, Bush. Yeah, he didn't Mike win. Is, Plus, he got it. Are you guys... University of Miami running backs, I'm thinking. They even had a Heisman winner at running back. Uh, Colin, you got a guess? I don't. I don't. I, I Reggie Bush is, would be my guess, but that's... That is correct. Oh, shit. Wow. He won a Super Bowl with the Saints in 2009. That's right. Oh, yeah. He won the national title in 04. He won the Heisman the next year in 05. Him and Leinert were teammates. Aren't some yeah, of those they, vacated, though? Yeah, well, he won it. <laughs> he won it. It counts. So, it's Stuck, you now are on – you lead Sources Stumper 4-2. to two. Um, until next week, I'll try to come up with something something better. That was a good one. I I totally forgot Bush was on that Saints team. Well, the fact that there's no quarterbacks on the list made it yeah, impossible. So here's never, a, yeah. here's another little tidbit. So there are actually two guys that are real close to pulling off the trifecta: uh, Devontae Smith and Joe Burrow. Yeah, uh, of course they did not win a Super Bowl. Bengals only never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so, signed a Ravens fan. Before uh, I throw it to Colin. Colin, everyone at Action knows I do treat my body like a temple. That's why I'm excited about our new sponsor, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Factor hooks you up with delicious, chef-prepared, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your house. Speaking of our producer, he loves these. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with a healthy lifestyle. There are three main things we love about Factor. One, no chopping, prepping, or cleaning up. Two... You get great flavor and the nutritional quality you need to tackle challenging topics like the UMass defense. And three, Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So 
This September, run your own two-minute drill with Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Select your meals and enjoy fresh meals delivered to your door. Just head to factormeals.com slash BBOC50. That's five zero. Again, factormeals.com slash BBOC50. And use code BBOC50 to get 50% off. That's code BBOC50 at factormeals.com slash BBOC50 to get 50% off. Let's let's get into Thursday night football because Stuck and I do our podcast on Thursday. We won't be able to get a preview in. Georgia State, Coastal Carolina, going to go at it on Thursday night. We're finally going to get into some Sunbelt action here. Uh, we're looking at a point spread on the board here, about six and a half, seven. Total sitting at 62 and a half. Stuck, you got anything comes to mind here, Georgia State, Coastal Carolina? Uh, I would expect lots of points in this game. I don't know how either team stops the other. So I would imagine this number probably goes up. It's super high total. Uh, what's it sitting at? 62, 62. and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I make it 65-ish. Um, so I lean over here. Georgia State's offense since, I mean, look, their defense has major issues, mainly in the secondary. They lost two of their better secondary players and. We saw what happened when they played Rhode Island. They gave up 400 yards passing. Now they're going up against the best quarterback they faced this year. And uh, I like some of the things that I've seen from the Georgia State offense, who has gone for 42, 35, and 41 in their first three games. So I imagine this uh, total will tick up a bit. Maybe you'll have a, a group that releases the under eventually and it comes down. But uh, I, first, thought, first thought is uh, the over, and uh, I think the – the spread has come down. I made it around a touchdown. Um, but it looks like Georgia State, Georgia State might be taking some money. And, uh, yeah, those are my, my early thoughts is that both offenses just should have a day. Yeah, I, there's a big difference here in strength of uh, strength of schedule. Georgia State's 130th, Coastal Carolina 49th, getting helped out by going cross-country out to UCLA. So there definitely is, from a resume perspective, that's in favor of Coastal Carolina. And that brings me to the fact that Georgia State's 111th in tackling. Coastal Carolina is seventh in tackling. They're also ninth in defensive finishing drive. So I, there's a lot more that has me wanting to back Coastal Carolina here. I haven't put any money down on it, but if I did right now, I'd put it on Coastal Carolina minus six and a half. They're also 11th in offensive quality drives. Uh, they had no problems going up and down the field against UCLA's defense, even with some of their uh, great edge rushers that can get pressure on Grayson McCall. But Georgia State has been terrible in coverage, 121st. Uh, like I said, they can't tackle, they can't defend the pass. They're not generating any havoc. Uh, the one thing that Georgia state can do really well is rush explosives and coastal struggles with that big time. So yeah. Georgia state's going to get their shots in, but I just trust coastal from a ball protection, quality drives points up on the board and keeping points from getting on the board. Uh, I favor coastal here, Tim, you like yeah, either I'm, of these? Uh, or go ahead. Way, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say under seven, it, it keeps coming down. Yeah. I would, I would lean that way as well. I see both. I see advantages just Matt from a matchup perspective for both offenses. Like you mentioned, defending rush explosive, which you need to do against uh, Ranger and Carroll. And then, you know, this Georgia State secondary, I think it's going to be a, a rough, rough year. They lost uh, their two best, like I mentioned, in, in Lane and White. And, like, they haven't really played anybody yet. They played right. Rhode Island in the opener, who threw for 400. And then they played UConn, who lost their starting quarterback. And then you had Ta- Taekwon Robinson come in. And he couldn't do anything. He still threw for 200, but 
we saw him last week against FIU, mess, right? So the UConn passing offense right now with their backup quarterback is a mess. Then they played Charlotte, who can't really throw the ball. This isn't a prolific offense. And their backup, Trexler Ivy, great name, came in and went 20 of 28 for 260, averaging almost 10 yards a pass. And I know that they're, the game stayed favor that, but these aren't prolific quarterbacks that they're facing. And now you're going up against Grayson McCall. Um, so, yeah, it, it could be a long day for the secondary. Tim, you have any thoughts here? Bet the over, turn on the TV, have the computer open, because when you have a total like this, there could be tons of live opportunities as well. No team, I think, is ever down and out of a game like this. Uh, Colin, you you always talk about having all the uh, tabs open for the live betting. So that will be me as well on a Thursday night primer for a great, great weekend in college football. Yes, yeah, six ranked games, six six matchups of ranked teams, most in over 15 years. Yeah, this is going to be a monster, monster weekend. So uh, it gets, gets kicked off with Georgia State and Coastal also on Thursday night. Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, Alabama A&M for you FCS folks out there. We do have power ratings up at the Action Network now on a neutral site. That'd be about a seven and a half point game in favor of Alabama A&M. So with them being at home, I would expect that to be around nine to ten if you guys are out there shopping for lines for FCS later this week. All right. To go ahead and close this up for the show, let's do picks of the week. Brett, I'm going to kick it off to you. Let's let you start first. You got a pick for us for this weekend? By the way, Brett, trivia question for you. Arkansas Pine Bluff, do you know their mascot? <laughs> the Mountaineers. No. Close. It's the go- the Golden Line. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Stucky razzed me on a podcast because I called him the Zebras because the, the Pine Bluff High School is the Zebras. I played there, <laughs> but no. Golden Lines. You go from a zebra to a Golden Line. I do know Arkansas Pine Bluff is hyphenated, but that's as, as much as I know. Look, you asked me to go first. Sure, I'll go first. Because why? Well, because I told you Navy plus 14 last week against Memphis. That came in very easily. Navy should have won. I'm going to uh, Oregon. No surprise. This number started at 16, 17. Now it's up to 21. I don't care. Colorado's coming off a double overtime loss. They've got injuries on the offensive line. Their best player, Travis Hunter, is out for a few weeks. By the way, Colorado has one of the worst running offenses in the country. They have one of the worst defenses in the country. And now they face an Oregon team that Dan Lanning ripped Colorado when they left for the Big 12. Ironically, Oregon later left to the Big 10, but that's another story. You guys have noticed all these Bo Nix billboards all over the country. Well, guess what? He's on a national TV game. Like Stuck said, six monster ranked games. He will want to stand out. Oregon's at Stanford next week. There's no look ahead. Oregon puts the pedal down. My condolences again to the duck. My God, his arms are going to be like (laughs) twice the size they were before the start of the season. Oregon is going to score early and often, and I do not see them letting up. I don't, I don't see how Colorado is going to generate much offense. Um, They're not, Oregon's not going to, you know, let this filter this away like Colorado State did. Quack, quack, lay it with the ducks and they will roll the Buffaloes. Yeah, I actually saw I, – I agree there. I, I saw some 21 or better. Um, I saw someone bring this up on Twitter, and I thought it was a really great point. You know, Dion is creating this awesome spectacle, and it's, I think it's great for the sport. Um, but, you know, maybe ne- next year he might take a different approach in – and I think it's good this year. You want to build up the hype. But every week is such an event, right? Like it's such an outpouring. And they, they played 
you know, a close game. Then they played Nebraska. It was a close game. GCU. Well, Nebraska, they kind of blew up. But these are, like, it was a close spread. Every week they've had a, like, it's all out emotion. We got to get up for this. And it's like us against the world. It's per- Like, that's exhausting. Yeah, they, they got nothing team. left in the tank. I agree, Stuff. Yeah, and then, like, Oregon has gone out and playing, like, you know, they're putting up 80 on Little Sisters of the Poor. Um, so Colorado's got they, – they have injuries already, and their offensive line is a mess, and their defense is just going to get shredded to pieces here. Um, so, yeah, I agree there. Uh, I'll throw – I'll talk one later in the week, but let me just get mine over with. Sam Houston, baby. Sam Houston, <laughs> eat them up, cats. We are back. Anything double digits is fine. There's something bad going on with Houston. Uh, Holgerson's quotes after all these games, like two weeks ago against Rice, we weren't prepared. Last week, I thought we had a good game plan. I'm, I'm not sure what happened. There's a good chance that like the, this team is like uh, doesn't show up this week. Uh, hopefully, Casey Keeler in the two weeks that Sam Houston State has had to prepare for this game has come up with something on offense. Can Greg Canell get on the field? Can they score? And can they score one touchdown for me? It's, you don't need them awesome. to score. You've already won, you already cashing tickets, and they don't score any points. That's true. Uh, maybe we'll get six points, maybe two field goals uh, this week. But eat them up, cats. Talk about it more later in the week. All right, before we get to Tim, I'll go ahead and go. I'm going to do Wyoming and App State over. I uh, got in the App State, got some money down. I see that's going up. I'd still take it 44 and a half, 45. Let it go. I, I, power, I make it 51. Some serious advantages for offenses running the ball here. Did, did anybody know that App State's almost dead last in stopping the run? 132nd line yards. Both offenses have... Big quality drives, big finishing drives advantages here. The App State defense has not been good whatsoever in stopping anybody. Plus, App State is running pretty fast. I don't know what's getting into this team offensively, but they're now 25 seconds per play. So I And plus, Wyoming, Peasley says day-to-day, I read that he's going to play. So for me, I mean, this Wyoming team is all of a sudden scoring points, and it's not a fluke. They're 12th in strength of schedule. They're 27th in strength of record. I think there's more points here than, than we expect with Wyoming, which makes me pretty happy as a guy that ran around all Vegas looking for Wyoming futures for the Mountain West. So I'll take the over there on that game. Colin, did you learn oh. last week? Did you – Brett? So Brett to, told you last week Navy uh, against yep. Memphis. I told you the week before Sam Houston against, of course, eat up cats, against uh, Air Force. Are you done taking teams laying 14 against service academies? Yes or no? And are you gonna are you gonna bet Army Navy over? I don't know. We'll talk about that later in the year. I am Tim, betting Army got? Navy over. Let's just get out of the way. I'm betting Army Navy over. I'm doing it again. <laughs> he'll never he'll never learn, Brett. <laughs> All right, Tim, what you got for us? Last one, pick of the week. Colin, sorry, I got to go run to BetMGM to go bet that over. You, woo, what a disparity! You tell me, you have it up to fifty one. I I can't wait to hop off and go grab that. So, I'll tell you this. We've, you know, Brett, you've been on the story since the jump, Michigan State. I'm laying Maryland minus seven and a half on BetMGM against Michigan State. I have no reason to believe Michigan State can put up any sort of a fight, any reason to keep this close. I love my Terps. I had them last week. I'll be on them again. There's no sort of sandwich spot or anything. The Terps got Indiana next week. Laying it, seven and a half, Maryland. Sorry. I have no clue what that seam was against Maryland last week. I mean, everybody kept asking me, why is it going the other way from where he ties? Like, I don't know. This shouldn't be. So, yeah, let's go. Michigan State was lifeless. Yeah, that was uh embarrassing performance by Michigan State. But, uh, by the way, Tim, you went the entire show. I know you're, re- you're repping, but you didn't mention Clemson once against Florida State. Does that mean you're scared? Or is this quiet confidence? Do you have any... We're not letting you go uh, without a bet on Clemson Florida. Do you have, have 15-second thoughts? Are you going to win this weekend or what? Are you going to shake up the college football playoff, or is Dabo going to 
be running scared out of the tunnel. I am absolutely terrified. I do this all the time. I always bet against my teams. So I will be betting a ton on Florida State. I say to myself, what amount no, of money God, would I... Florida State again. We got to get yeah. rid of that Clemson. I hope, I hope. I always say to myself, what amount this of money Clem- would I... This is a Clemson I- podcast, as I've always said. This is a Clemson <laughs> podcast now. What amount of money would I pay to see my team win? So that's what I do all the time. I, I always fade my teams. I'll be on Florida State. Go Tigers. I would love, love to lose some money on Saturday afternoon. Considering the amount of... Stop. Tim, two weeks in a row, closing out the podcast with uh, Florida State endorsement. Considering the amount of uh, autographed Bowman Chrome uh, Cade Klubnik cards I have in this house, I would happily take a, a little win here from Clemson because they aren't looking too good right now. Nope. All right, nope, that's going to nope, wrap it nope. up for the new BCS. For Brett, myself, Colin, Stucky, and Tim, I'm going to say peace out. Good luck on your bets. Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.